Hey friend, I am really thrilled to be sharing this interview with you today. I had the absolute pleasure of interviewing Ariana. Now, Ariana is a mum and former elementary teacher turned business mentor for women who want to quit their nine to five and start working from home as a virtual assistant. Ariana was able to ditch the classroom right after giving birth to her daughter and began working from home as a freelancer virtual assistant. Within a very short time, she replaced her teaching income and it is her mission to help other mums do the same so they can be there to witness all of their child's first and build a business that works around their schedule. I know we can all resonate with that. She is the host of the Ditch the Classroom podcast where she shares tools, tips and strategies to help you start your Ditch the Classroom journey and take your income to four figure months and beyond. Now you don't have to be a teacher to appreciate this episode. If you are working full time or part time or you're doing a job that you don't love and you want to be home and be more present with your family then this is the definitely the episode for you. You are going to want to grab a pen and some paper paper because Ariana shares some amazing tips and tools and strategies that you are going to find incredibly helpful. The link to her podcast is in the show notes. I know you are going to love this so let's dive in. Hey Ariana, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm really, really excited to be chatting with you and I know that your story is going to resonate with so many women and it's really similar to my journey as well. Um, Before we dig into all of the, you know, all the juicy stuff, let's talk a bit about you. Let's get to know you and maybe you could share a little bit about where you are in the world, a bit about your family and then also something that you love to do that isn't being a mum and running a business because we can get so caught up in those two things. So yeah, let's hear a little bit about you. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for having me. So I live in the US. I'm actually in Ohio. So it's really cold and gross out right now. Um, My husband and I live full time in our RV. We actually sold our house last January and moved and just started this journey full-time. So it's been amazing. We don't travel, we're stationary, but it was so much fun to just sell all of our stuff and move in here. So it's me and him and our two-year-old daughter. We have three cats, a German shepherd and a baby on the way. So life is a little crazy, but that's how we like it. One of the things that I just love to do outside of my business and motherhood is reading. I love to read and I've just recently started really making sure I make time for that in my life because that's just kind of what fills my cup. So, and have you got any good recommendations for us? Any books that you're reading that you love? Oh my gosh, so many. So, I actually just read one and it is a little bit more of a business help book. I've never written so much in a book in my life and like put so many sticky tabs in a book. It's called Believing Bigger by Marshawn Evans. I'm hopefully saying her name right. The best book in the whole entire world. I loved it so much. And I love, you can tell that you're a teacher, can't you? How many times we write in books and sticky tabs and the obsession that we generally have with stationery of any kind, that is definitely a teacher trait, isn't it? Um, Now, the ladies that are listening to me, they know my journey. They know that I was a teacher for 
like I hate to say like 17 years um, because it ages me and we connected because we are both people who have been teachers and have moved into the entrepreneur space we've sort of taken that leap and it's going to be really exciting to talk about your journey some of the things that you the challenges that you've faced so I'm sure as although we're recording this and we will be honest here we're recording this pre-Christmas but it's going to go out in January and I know that many of the listeners are possibly going back thinking oh I'm going back to work I've had a great Christmas holiday I'd rather be at home with my kids wishing that they could be like that work from home mom um or maybe they are on the road slowly to achieve that goal so maybe you could tell us about your journey from teaching to your role now as a work from home mom. Absolutely. So I was a teacher for three years. I'm actually originally from Michigan, but when I graduated from school, I took a teaching job in Texas. So I moved down there with by myself. I was engaged to my husband still. We were going to get married the summer after my first year of teaching. So I went down first to kind of get us established. And that was really hard moving and living completely by myself, but I did it. And I loved teaching so much. I loved the kids. That was the big thing. I was a kindergarten teacher and it was just a lot of fun for me to be a part of that world. A couple years down the road, my husband and I were married now and we decided it was time to start trying for a baby. And throughout that process, I'm still teaching and We finally find out we were pregnant, which was so exciting. And then I just really started thinking of the future and what is my life going to be like when I have this little baby by my side that I don't want to leave? Am I going to have the patience I want to have with her after coming home from teaching all day long? Am I really going going to be able to pour into her as much as I want to? if I'm still teaching? And the answer to that was just, no, I, I knew myself and that I was just not going to have the energy or the patience to really be the mom I wanted to be if I was still teaching, but we really still needed that income. So my husband and I talked it out and we planned for me to just take a year off and then go back into the classroom after that year. Well, things never happen as planned. Um, The day that I went into labor, so I actually, I had my daughter at the end of June. So school was already out for the summer. Um, And the day that I had her earlier in the day, I heard about virtual assistants for the first time. And I'm like, what is this? Is this like, is this something that I can do because I don't have experience in this world? And so I had my daughter that day. And then every day after when I was nursing her or she was just sleeping, I was learning as much as I could about this world. And within a month, I had landed my first client. Within two months, I had already replaced half of my income, working only like 15 hours a week with my newborn by my side. And then within six months, I had replaced my teaching income. So that just goes to show your listeners, the if I was a kindergarten teacher. I taught kids how to stand in line, use a glue stick and scissors. And so if I can like learn the businessy stuff that I did not have no clue I was doing and replace my income in just that little bit of time, then they definitely can too. 
Oh my goodness. That is amazing, isn't it? You think in a really short space of time, I mean, my journey, we've spoken about the uh, both of our journeys. My journey was a lot longer and a lot of a, a longer process, like changing, but how amazing. And it almost feels like, um, you know, very God-led of, well, this is the day you're giving birth and I'm going to show you the way that you can actually stay home with this child that you are about to give birth to. I mean, honestly, that is just incredible, isn't it? And what a gift. And I mean, you make it yes. sound easy, but let's be honest, like <laughs> not, if, but... if we, if we're mums, we know how hard it is in those first few months when you've got a newborn and you just literally get no sleep and you barely have time to brush your hair. So be you like, you know, like, let's get real here. What was the biggest challenge that you faced in that journey from going from, you know, like having that teacher income and then being able to replace it? What was the biggest challenge you faced and how did you overcome that? I think for me, it was two things. It was that feeling of imposter syndrome. Like, who am I to do this? Like I said, I taught kindergartners. So how am I supposed to be working in the business world right now and act like I know what I'm doing? And then also just that fear of disappointing my husband and not being able to provide for our family like I was with teaching. So those were the two really big things I think that I had to overcome. And the way that I did it with the imposter syndrome is just practicing as much as I could. Even before I landed clients, I would do test projects, like pretending like I had a client that wanted something and I would create something for them. And that way I had something to show to potential clients that were interviewing me. Um, and it just really gave me a little bit more confidence in, okay, I can do this. And then also just finding, figuring out what I really liked. Cause in the beginning, for those listening, if you don't know what a virtual assistant is, they can they can do so many different services for their clients. And so in the beginning, I did like all of them that I could because I was just really trying to figure out what's my zone of genius. And so once I discovered that that was website and graphic design, I just did all that I could to learn and teach myself the skills to do that. And that really helped me once I figured out what I was passionate about, it helped reduce a lot of that imposter syndrome. Of course, there's still days where you have, you're like, who am I? But I think it's so much better once you figure out what you're really, really passionate about. And then once I had that thing that I was passionate about, that fear of disappointing my husband was kind of overcome because he saw how much I was pouring into this business and how much I just loved it and how much it lit me up. And he's like, yeah, you can't go back to teaching because you were not like this about teaching. <laughs> so yeah, those are kind of the two big things. Yeah, oh, I love that. And also the fact that you said earlier, where you know, I taught kids how to use a glue stick and stand in a line. Well, I think this is something that we as moms often underestimate ourselves, that actually we have all these skills that we've got from, yes, okay, we might end up doing something that is sounds in one way quite different from what we actually end up doing but there's so many transferable skills isn't there and you know you were talking about overcoming imposter syndrome but you know perhaps if you actually really look at what you do and 
you know, if you are a stay-at-home mom or if you, you know, have a job and a career, look, really dig into what it is that you do. You probably think, oh gosh, I do more than than I think I do because we're very guilty of doing that on it, that for sure. I know many of my ladies listening to this are mums who are probably like working a part-time job, like you were saying, um, and I, I did in the transition um, to being a full-time work-from-home mum, where you're trying to get that juggle of, having an income and trying to find something that you can do and still be it, it's a crazy and still be at home with your little ones it's a bit of a, a, a crazy loop isn't it and I know many of them have got a side hustle so maybe like in social selling network marketing and that they're hoping to turn into like a full-time gig so you sound like the queen of juggling motherhood and business so do you have any top tips for us to help us to juggle those two Yes. So like I said, I, my daughter, my daughter and my business were born at the same time, basically. And so I really had to adapt and learn how do I balance both of these? Because one of the big pluses of me being home was that my daughter was going to be home with me and not in daycare. And so I had to really learn how to manage my time in an effective way so I could still pour into her as much as I wanted to and also grow this business that was just a baby. I do have four tips that I would love to share. Number one is to invest in a planner. Figure out if you are a paper planner kind of girl or if you prefer more of like the digital route or if you want a combination. I actually have a little bit of a combination. So I love the Horatio planner, H-O-R-A-C-I-O. And I love the vertical layout. So it really allows me to time block out my week, just see a real clear overview of where's my white space in my week, which is that time I can pour into my daughter. And then where's the parts where I need to be focused on my business and I need to figure out how to get her engaged in something else. So I have the time to do that. And so I had that for like the main overview of my week. And then my digital planner, I use Trello, T-R-E-L-L-O. And that's where I do more of the, the to-dos. So in my planner, it's kind of, this is my business business block. This is my business block. This is my business block. But then in Trello is where I really map out those to do's. And I find that as much as you can plan it ahead of time. I love to, to plan out my whole week the Thursday before that way I'm going into the weekend, not stressed about what's coming down the pike this coming week for me, but I really know, I already know where I'm going to have those breaks, spend time with her and where I'm going to have those breaks for me time and just what needs to be done in the business. So yeah, planning ahead of time is probably one of my number one tips and try to leave, try to leave some white space because your schedule needs to be flexible if you're working, especially if you're working home with at home with kiddos. Uh, we didn't even rehearse this. You are a woman after my own heart. Like time blocking, digital workflow, to do list. Yeah. Oh, yes, you are speaking my language. I love that. <laughs> I love that. Perfect. So yeah, time block your heart out and and batch working. So trying to put together similar tasks that you're doing into one time block so that you're not kind of flipping back and forth 10 million, between 10 million tasks and using all the different parts of your brain. You want to try to stay in one 
piece of that brain so that you can be as productive as possible. Tip number two is to work in chunks. So typically, I mean, there's some businesses that probably have a little bit more of a structure they have to follow, but I find with entrepreneurs, we we're pretty good about having flexible schedules. And so we don't need to sit down and work for five hours straight. So my tip tip number two and tip number three kind of go hand in hand. It's work in chunks. So work for 30 minutes and then play with your kid for 20. Work for 30 minutes, have lunch with them for 20 minutes. And this really helps your kiddo. If, if you're trying to juggle both, you got to get stuff done in your business, but you also can't just plop your kid in front of the TV for five hours straight. And so it's so helpful if from the get-go you can teach them, Hey, mommy's going to do work for a little bit. You're going to play independently by me. I'll still be able to talk to you if you need me. But once you hear mommy's timer go off on my phone, then I'm going to sit and play with you. And I'm going to, I'm going to do whatever you want for 20 minutes. And that way they know that you're not just ignoring them, but you have to be very strict with yourself about once that timer goes off, you have to go to them. They have to be able to trust that your word is true and don't say, oh, give me five more minutes. Like, no, just go play with them and then you can finish what you were doing. And then also work in those pockets of time. So again, you don't need five hours straight. Where can you do a like, an hour of work before your kiddo wakes up, an hour while they're napping. Maybe once your spouse gets home, you can do an hour here. You can break it up. And really what I say is allow your business to work around your life. Don't make your life work around your business. I love that. I love the timer idea. I didn't use that when I, when Chloe was little, but when you were talking about finding those pockets, it reminds me, I used to sit in my car when she was asleep and I'd sit on the driveway with my laptop. So close enough to the house that I had Wi-Fi signal while she was asleep in the car, I'd be there with my laptop, like doing work and marketing and that kind of thing. So, oh my gosh, you just get quite good at doing it don't you yes definitely definitely and then my fourth tip is to utilize other people where can you get help and it doesn't have to be help that you pay for like I said my husband when I was first starting this business you know he was working full-time and so I couldn't always do everything I wanted to do during the day because I'm juggling a newborn and so we right off the bat figured out, okay, where's one night a week where I can be removed from motherhood and just entirely focus on my business and he can be with her. And so that gave me four, at least four hours a week that I knew I was going to have to just sit down and bust stuff out. And I was so, it's amazing how productive you can be (laughs) in that time when you need to be. But if you, if you don't have a spouse or your spouse works nights or something, could you get like a mother's helper? This is something we did too. Instead of hiring a full-time nanny, which can be a little bit pricey sometimes, can you get a teenage, a young teenager, like 13, 14, that can come to the house and be there while you're there. So it's still, you're still there if needed, but they're playing with your kiddo while you're getting some work done. And so that can be a little less pricey because you're still there to help if needed. Could you swap babysitting with a neighbor? So I'm going to watch their kids on Tuesday for four hours, and then they're going to watch my kid on Thursday for four hours so I can get stuff done. 
where can you find that help and not necessarily have to pour money into getting that help, but make, make different concessions in your life that will be, allow you to help the other person as much as they're helping you. I love that. And as you said, you're, you're so good at when you know when that time's coming, if you've planned and you're planner, like you said, to start with, and you know what you've got to do, you sit down, you get on with it. And it is amazing how much you can get out in 30 minutes. It really, really is, isn't it? So thank you so much for sharing those with me. You are absolutely speaking my language uh, completely. <laughs> so we all have this dream about like working from home. We think it's beautiful and, you know, rainbow, rainbows and unicorns. But it is amazing, but it does come with some challenges. Um, so what do you think is the hardest part of working from home with your kids around? And how can we overcome that? I think it's the fact that, I mean, as moms and as business owners, your to-do list is never going to end. And so you can let that really overwhelm you or you can do your best to to not focus on that. And so what I really recommend is to pick your top three tasks for the day. This could be one in motherhood and two in business or vice versa, but really map that out. And this is something I like to put in my planner. What are my top three tasks for the day? And then get those done first. And then anything else you get done, it's just sprinkles. So I heard this from someone and I can never remember who I heard it from. And I wish I could, so I could give them credit, but those top three tasks are like the three layers of your cake. And so you can't have the sprinkles. You can't get those extra tasks done without the three layers of your cake already made. So you have to get those three big tasks first and think about the money-making tasks. What's really going to give you the momentum to move forward in your business? Get those done first. And then any of the admin tasks, all the little things we have to do as business owners, those can come later once those big money-making tasks are done. Now, cake, anything to do with an analogy and a cake is a great one, isn't it? To think of, I've got to have my cake. Yeah, I love that one. And you can't fantastic. have the sprinkles without the cake. No, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You have spoken about, you know, your journey from teaching to you were talking about being a virtual assistant, but that's not, you've now moved forward and pivoted and taken a step forward. So tell us a little bit about what you do now. Throughout this journey, I just had so many moms and teachers who were asking me, how, how are you doing this? Um, especially in the world we're in right now, teachers are crazy overworked and they're just kind of leaving the, the career in droves. And while it's sad, I want them to, to find something that's going to light their passion and not feel like that they have to feel stuck there if they're not happy there anymore. So now I teach moms and teachers how to become a virtual assistant and really build that virtual assistant business from scratch. So I have a podcast called Ditch the Classroom. And on that podcast, I share different tips for starting your VA business. I bring on other moms and teachers to share their journey out of the classroom. And y'all will be able to hear Sarah Jane's episode soon. It comes out in February. And so 
this, this podcast is really just my baby and allows me to pour so much back into you guys and help you for free to get started. If this is something that interests you, you can go just learn a little bit more and see if it might be a good fit for you. But yeah, the podcast is definitely the best place to come and learn about this world of virtual assistants. So again, that's the Ditch the Classroom podcast. Amazing. And I will link your podcast in the show notes as well. And I know the ladies listening to me know that I am a huge advocate of coaching. Of course, working in the health and fitness world, I, you know, I'm all about coaching, helping people to reach their goals when it comes to their health and their overall well-being. And I really believe in investing in coaching. And I think if you are listening to this and this episode has resonated with you and you don't have to be a teacher, I'm sure you can go and listen to your podcast if you're not a teacher. And you could, you know, you could always work as well with you even if they're not necessarily in teaching as well but if you want someone to kind of like be there and hold your hand through the process then I think you absolutely get some coaching and go and binge listen to the Ditch the Classroom podcast and get a feel and you know then you'll know whether or not um, coaching is a good fit as well so thank you so much for your time it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you it's amazing how when you are in the podcast world how you link up with people who have really similar backgrounds and you're across an ocean and it's just such a blessing to be able to talk and to you know to share our knowledge with one another's audience on the podcast so thank you so much for being here today thank you so much for having me it has been so much fun and I cannot wait to continue our friendship thank you for listening hope you like it leave my mummy with you